Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Today we are talking about prescription drug prices. J.K. Rowling's fan fiction. Uh, and what New Zealand is doing in the wake of a tragedy. Let me guess, it's not thoughts and prayers. Nope, let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hey, Elise. Hi, Sammy. How's your weekend? You know, honestly, very chill. Really? I saw a psychic. Oh, we can talk it? about it at a different time, but Offline. it was illuminating because we have a lot. We have a lot. To we talk have a lot to talk about. And I could talk about my psychic for a really long time, but I just want people to know that I did see a psychic. That could be a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a podcast where I talk to a psychic. <laughs> OK, okay. <laughs> Sammy, I know that you have something that has been I wouldn't say getting you through the week, but I would say like fueling you through the week in it a is. way of like rage. It is fueling me. I almost went ham on the Betches Sup story <laughs> after Okay. Okay. Let me set the scene for you. Yes. Every three months, I pick up my birth control prills, mm-hmm. prills, prills, pills, mm-hmm. as as one does. Yes. You know, normal everyday normal activity standard. for a woman. Okay. I have health insurance. Mm-hmm. I have what I would consider, like in the grand scheme of plans, a pretty good plan. Yeah. The Betches office provides like a decent health plan. Yes. Just generally, the health plans in general all suck, but this one's a good one. Yes. Like, or te- technically, according to the tiers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Tech, my copay shouldn't be that high. Yeah. And normally my birth control costs me $100 more than it should for mm-hmm. every three months. But it costs $100 with yes. like a coupon and the insurance or whatever. Yesterday I go and try to buy my three month pills, three months of pills. And they try to charge me over $400. What? Okay. Uh, when it's usually $100. Yeah. Okay. So I was obviously very concern yeah. like, <laughs> taken aback taken <laughs> aback like that's yeah i was like what like how is this possible and they the pharmacist starts like he starts getting all like not at me but annoyed like mm-hmm. clearly at his job which yeah. is to overcharge people for pills yes and he's like yeah like i don't know like the companies they're they're saying you didn't meet your deductible i'm like i never met my deductible like yeah. last year i didn't either like whatever he's like yeah you know you got to call the insurance company they're going to be totally useless to you but like i'll try to do what i can mm-hmm. okay so i'm like on the phone with the insurance company totally on in the pharmacy completely yeah. unhelpful yes finally the the pharmacist is able to through some like coupon like weird it's always way, a coupon yeah through some like weird way get it for me for but this was like after a half hour of me like freaking out yeah like what am I paying four hundred dollars like that's a, so much money that's so much yeah. more money yeah like it's twelve thousand sign- more dollars a year yeah out of my pocket or not twelve twelve hundred yeah yeah. And so he finagles some way to get me the pills for like a little over a hundred dollars. Yeah. But we, we get into a conversation about like drug prices and I, I swear to God, like this is, this is what like kind of has been driving me lately. It's like, if you're me and you're, you don't need your, your birth control that desperately. Like mm-hmm. I could just use a condom. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I, like I could be fine. Like this isn't a life or death thing for mm-hmm. me. But then he was telling me about people who like have real conditions like where like it's life and death for them and they yeah. have to pay so much money that they cannot afford and they have insurance. Their plans are just just shitty. Yeah. And that that prices of drugs have gone up so, so much. Yeah. OK. Second thing. I want to tie this into a conversation I had with a friend 
lately mm-hmm. or recently where she basically we were talking about politics and she was like how do you get yourself to like really care like don't like why don't you think like this just isn't my problem like someone else will take care of it mm-hmm. and i i was like honestly like, i just am naturally interested in it but like even if i weren't naturally interested in it like it affects people's lives like, yeah me, like i'm very lucky that i have not had my life affected in like significant significant ways yeah. by politics but like we all do and will and like the like we don't realize necessarily that like the fact that like I went to a public school that set mm-hmm. me up for where I am like the fact that we have roads and bridges and subways and like all this shit yeah is like because there there is a government to help keep prices down for the average person so that they can live their lives without having to pay a million dollars to just exist also and like I mean it really comes down to this idea that for the vast majority of people who aren't in the upper one percent or a little bit like under that we are one major health crisis away from bankrupting yourself we all are like anyone it can happen when i was having my chronic incurable dry eye (laughs) (laughs) even with insurance i go to the place and they're like the eye drops that i was supposed to get were six hundred dollars for eye drops and i was like what and then i go to my doctor i have to go back to her i get a coupon they're zero dollars. Then I come back the next month, have the same coupon. They're two hundred dollars. The prices are made up. Re- they're made up. Literally Why? made up. What are it's, these coupons? Okay, for example, the price of insulin has increased by one thousand two hundred and seventy-five percent since nineteen ninety-six. And that's life or there death are for three, people. Literally life or death. There are three companies that control the insulin market, and it's not like insulin is like having some major like improvement. It's insulin. Yeah. It's basic hormone that is <laughs> excreted by the human body, but not in all cases. Yeah. And so it's not like there's like major R and D being done on insulin, at least to yeah. my knowledge. And even if there is, it should not increase by one over a thousand percent. Yeah. It, the, it's just. It's insane. Like what is that increase tied to in reality? Nothing. It's it's tied to greed yeah. and lack of regulation over yeah. the drug over the over the market for drug prices. There was just recently a huge article in the New Yorker and a an episode of the Daily about the Sackler family. Yes. That essentially, you guys should look into this. We're not going to get into it now because we don't have enough time. But they basically flooded the market with opioids mm-hmm. and then they ran a marketing campaign to blame people for getting addicted to opioids and now they're trying to charge people for the rehabilitation of an opioid addiction. Yeah, so they made millions so they- of dollars getting people addicted to opioids. There are a bunch of internal emails that show that they knew about how addictive it was but they kept they still kept pushing people to overprescribe overprescribe overprescribe. I mean it's a huge yeah, it's fucked. So it's ne- all fucked. So I just, I just want to talk about this in light of this, these next two years that we have ahead of us with mm-hmm. the Democratic primary and then the election. If someone asks you why you care about politics, how does it affect your lives? Tell them that it's the difference between paying zero dollars for birth control versus paying four hundred dollars for birth control, or like just paying Russian roulette for birth control, which is like maybe it's free, maybe it's a hundred dollars, maybe it's four hundred dollars, maybe there's a coupon where they pay you five hundred dollars. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like people, people don't realize that this, these numbers that of what you're paying, the rates of like, and of of I think health insurance is the best is the best example. Yeah, especially as people are are getting. They're aging past age 26 and realizing that they have to pay for their own or they yeah. have to pay $300 to walk into an urgent care to find out that they need cough drops. Like, yeah. Like the, this affects your wallet. It affects your lives. And the reason that these companies are able to be so greedy and overcharge you to the fucking moon yeah. is because there is no one regulating them. No. And there is no one right now in government who's making any sort of effort 
to make that happen. Yeah. Trump will like say he'll be like, well, drug prices are bad, but it's like, okay, do something about drug prices. Then they keep acting like there's all this bipartisan like consensus about drug prices, but nothing happens because we don't have a functional executive branch. We don't have a functional Congress. And that's like what's at stake in 2020 is just it's not even like just Democrat versus Republican. It's like getting a functioning government again that can address problems. Like right now, things are so chaotic, so crazy. The levers of power are all out of whack. We can't address a problem that everyone agrees is out of control. These prices are insane. And this affects us. It affects you. Like what, like what, like what is like $500? Like that is a chunk of your rent. Yeah. Like it's a lot of money. So, I mean, if, I just I just wanted us to kind of make the point yeah. like as we're as this is obviously very political time. Like, yes. We're preparing for this election. It's going to be a big deal. It determines whether or not we were going to have a progressive agenda starting in two years or if we have to wait at least six years for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, you know, this is why this is why we do what we do because <laughs> we care like we care about like we make jokes on this podcast we talk about all this stuff we make fun of people but at the end of the day like this is real shit yeah this is real shit that is happening and we have an opportunity in november yeah, yeah. of next year to fucking write the course on some of this good god yes yeah, so pay attention to what the people are saying to their actual policies i heard this guy andrew yang who's also he's yeah. also a democrat a democratic um candidate he just raised enough money to get into the debates mm-hmm. most people don't know his name but he was on msnbc this morning and he had like succinct policy proposals like yeah he has a proposal to pay every american a thousand dollars a month universal and, basic income and he knew the numbers he's like yes that will increase our our debt by 1.3 trillion a year however if you tax amazon google and uh, and these huge companies like an added value tax that will raise 800 billion dollars in in tax revenue and then he's like the benefit to society to have all these things yeah. to cover the rest of it so pay attention to yes. pay attention to what these progressives are actually saying and try to make a decision i mean i think we don't even realize just how much as millennials we benefited from a social safety net and that if that goes away yeah our families ourselves will not have the future that we are used to yeah okay very well said sammy elise okay what's getting you through the week i'm gonna do a hard pivot put two minutes on the clock okay that's how much time i'm gonna give to this okay jk rowling is out of control <laughs> this is point number one so, so switching gears switching gears jk rowling i don't know what's going on with her in the past couple of years she's made a lot of weird announcements but as you guys probably know this weekend she just said to the press that Dumbledore, she basically made an announcement that Dumbledore and Grindelwald had, quote, an intensely sexual relationship. <laughs> this is. <laughs> like, so what? Why? So, I, I mean, first of all, as someone who is a Harry Potter fan who has been indoctrinated into the fan fiction community, I know about their sexual relationship and I have known for a very long time. I know about <laughs> everyone's potential imagined sexual relationships in Harry Potter. I don't need J.K. Rowling to speak on it. I, I have read about it. <laughs> like I know all about it. <laughs> Second of all, this is not these. This is one of several crazy announcements she made. One day she came out and she was like, <laughs> she was like, back in the day, wizards used to just piss and shit themselves and disappear. Oh my and god! And disappear it before Muggles invented toilets. And I'm like, okay, first of all. 
why would they stop when muggles invented toilets if that's just something that they have their power to do and they're all comfortable doing that? I don't understand why now they're instituting a system where you have to excuse yourself if everyone's just disappearing it. Second of all, who's asking these questions? Why? Just write the Marauders prequel. Just write it. About just do the story about Harry's dad and and stop. Yeah, you can explain it all through that. Yes. The book. Yeah. She's like she's like, we're in the age of Twitter. I just gotta keep it short. Do the sound, Marauders but. prequel, put it on Netflix, have them all fuck each other. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Get all that energy out in a constructive manner where I can engage with some Harry Potter content that I want to engage with. I just wanna be a Harry Potter pa- fan in peace. End <laughs> of rant. <laughs> that was great. You are literally at two minutes. Okay, I just wanna say <laughs> okay i was actually crying like through that whole entire thing i just think that like yeah like why are you telling us this look at least you're writing a book yeah i'm sure you understand the value of world building yes but like he's taking it too far do i know which of my characters have intensely sexual relationships of course not in the book (laughs) it's not in the book the book is for children that's amazing. Uh, okay. Wow. All right. That was great. I just think the the tweets that are coming out of this are They're so great. funny. When I, people I know it's their- all the same joke structure, but I love them all. I love yeah. them all equally. They're all really some funny. Pe- some people criticize Twitter for being all the same joke structure, but like, Look, they're not trying to like come up with an original joke structure. Yeah. The fun of it is doing something in the joke structure. Yeah. It creates community, okay? I, it, I was like, truly, if from the coming from the comedy's perspective, I agree. It's fun. We're all riffing on the same joke. Nobody's trying to sell it as a Netflix special. Yeah, like it's, every, like, it's fun. I think it, it it betters the community. It gives people a, like a public square to yes. talk in, and they're all in these like J.K. Rowling meme forms. Yeah, there's so little fun to be had yeah, on like, Twitter. Yeah, like just like just enjoy it. Just enjoy this. Okay, let's get into the main news. But first, we've got to take a quick break. Today's episode of the Betches Sup podcast is brought to you by Zola. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love and is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in a couple's life even happier. Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register. You can join over 500,000 couples who have used Zola. And Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save-the-date invitations, and easy-to-use planning tools. Sammy, are you going to any fun weddings soon? I'm always going to weddings. Yeah. And I always check first to see if they have a Zola registry because I find it to be the easiest to use. I like that you can compare the prices of gifts, which makes things obviously better for myself yes um yeah you can start with a free wedding website on zola um it's so easy and it just takes minutes to set up there are over 100 beautiful wedding website designs to choose from that fit any couple's style for every type of wedding and zola makes it easy to personalize your favorite design with all your wedding details add photos stories about how the two of you met travel and accommodation infos and even recommend things to do for your guests while they're in town I know that the travel and accommodation info, me, I'm always forgetting day of. I'm like, where is this wedding? <laughs> That's why I'm there. It's like it's like going to the polls. You yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't attend a wedding without knowing where you were going. Yes, exactly. Same with the polls. Exactly. And you can put your Zola registry on your wedding website so guests get all the details they need and buy your wedding gift in one convenient and beautiful place. It's very then, easy. 
Build your dream registry at Zola. Zola makes registering for newlywed life so easy. The Zola store has the widest selections of gifts at all different price points. There's something for every guest to give. Guests love free shipping and returns, price matching, and more. And over 500 top brands from OXO and Cuisine Art to Sonos and Airbnb all are on. So to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off of your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash SUP. That is Zola.com slash SUP. Zola is Z-O-L-A. And we're back. And we're back. Um, so big news of the weekend. Yeah. What I thought was the most peaceful country in the world and potentially a nice candidate for where I might move during the American Holocaust. Um, <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> Sorry. I know it's okay. I, think I dark. understand you have to think about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, like Jews, like there's always a Holocaust just a few hundred years away. <laughs> there is. Like, dark. The yeah. darkness right, creeping like, into the podcast yeah. so quickly. Look, I told you I care about politics because it affects us directly. Yes. When you have, you know. I'm not going to go there. Yes. All right. New okay. Zealand had yeah. a mass shooting, a really, really brutal mass shooting. Yes. 49 people passed away and Killed several more injured. At the mosque during Friday prayer. Two mosques. Two different mosques. It's obviously an Islamophobic terrorist attack. The, the guy said so himself yeah. in his like several many page manifesto, which yeah. was like all about white supremacy. And he was clearly very media savvy. He understood how this would be perceived. He understood that people would be talking about yeah. it and he was trying to put himself on a pedestal yeah the whole thing the, the one thing i want to say about the manifesto that's really crazy and, and kind of a weird thing you have to sort through when you're like reading information about it is that it seems like so this guy is like a born and bred like troll 4chan i guess he, he posted it on 8chan which i didn't even realize oh jesus i didn't know the chans went up to eight i had no idea <laughs> but anyway so he posted it and it's basically like it's infused with like their weird meme culture and there's stuff in it that's like designed to be taken the wrong way so that they can like it's like when like conser like or, I won't even make it conservative. I'll be like it's like when fringe people create like false controversies and then as people spread it they're like haha you're so dumb like this controversy wasn't real right. that they want to prove that you're like that you're, you're dumb liar. and yeah. you'll they can bait you so the, the the manifesto is full of like weird stuff like that like references to video games and pewdiepie and like all what's just, pewdiepie pewdiepie is like a youtube guy who looks like my friend trevor okay well <laughs> so that can we get an image of trevor <laughs> in the podcast trevor is not pewdiepie but he does look like my friend trevor he's like a youtube guy and he's got weird he's not a white supremacist but like a lot of his followers are i mean this goes deep into like a youtube world of craziness pewdiepie came out and said that he was like i don't fuck with this guy like i'm but there's a meme where people say remember folks follow pewdiepie and he said that before starting the live stream of the attack, which he posted, which is a whole other. There's right. so many. Like there's all, He also. Right. I think what's so crazy about this massacre is that it was like tied up in media. So yeah. Much. And it was made for social media. And then like it proliferated on social media and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram had to like race to try to take this stuff down. But like, you know, they're not the most responsible greatest platforms when it comes to all of that if stuff. If they got paid billions of dollars to take it down immediately, I bet they would have taken it. Yeah. They would have found a way. Yeah. Someone would have come in on a Saturday. Well, well, that's the other thing is that that's the other thing when we think about these like big tech companies, I'm going on like 
whatever a tangent for one second but like in germany and stuff they have really really strict anti-hate speech laws because of their history so (laughs) like they have really really strong laws about what you can say and what you can't say it's not the same as here and facebook does take that shit down in germany so actually when facebook pretends like they can't do it here they actually can and all of these platforms can because in other countries that have different laws they do it regularly does it not seem as simple as a delete button like like there's a delete button it's i mean it's they take down marsha belsky's fucking post yes they'll take down if you post men are scum they'll take it down but it's i mean it's i mean again just showing that the german laws decide to prioritize something like this again the people you vote for are the ones making these decisions yeah people you vote for if the people who who are representing us allegedly don't care about that they're not those that will be how it will be we'll have to watch mass shootings online and it will inspire more mass shootings yeah I, I do think in this instance, I feel like people have done a really good job about like not saying the dude's name. Like I, I don't, I, I don't actually know. don't know it. And I feel like in the, this is the first time where I feel like I didn't know it. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't even at the top, off the top of my head, know it at all, which I think is really, really good. Um, good. So one thing we wanted to focus on today is just um, how New Zealand is responding to these attacks. Uh, Cause it's a little different. Then here. Then here. Uh, New Zealand's Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, who fucking rocks. She wore a hijab, right? Yes, to like go. To commemorate. And there are like all these beautiful images of her just like going and hugging people. And wouldn't it be so nice to have a woman in power? Yeah, or someone with a fucking beating heart. (laughs) (laughs) Someone with basic human empathy. Like, if I saw Donald Trump... Don't ask for too much. If I saw Donald Trump hugging someone, I would be like, he's pickpocketing The only person who Donald Trump has ever hugged is Ivanka. And the hug that I haven't... The hug that I'm picturing was like him touching her hips and thrusting himself towards her. It wasn't... It's not the kind of hug hug. that you want. Okay, so here we just have a clip um, of Jacinda Ardern uh, talking about New Zealand's response to the massacre. This ultimately means that within 10 days of this horrific act of terrorism, we will have announced reforms which will, I believe, make our community safer. As a cabinet, we were absolutely unified and very clear. 10 days? 10 days. Days. Okay, it's been like 25 years since Columbine. No, it's mm-hmm. been a little less, but whatever. How many years? In the since 20s. Sa- since Sandy Hook. I mean, this is this is the way you respond to something like this. I mean, she said it in her first press conference. It's one of New Zealand's darkest days. It was a full-blown terrorist attack. And now they're addressing what happened. Yeah, Australia did the same thing in 1996 yes. when they had a shooting with someone using a semi-automatic rifle to mm-hmm. kill 35 people. After that, they changed the rules to prohibit all automatic and semi-automatic weapons. They imposed licensing rules, background checks, and waiting periods. And they had a gun buyback program that led to the destruction of more than 600,000 weapons. Yes. So yeah, something can be done about guns. Something yeah. can be done. It's not just people kill people. Guns kill people. Yes. The United if that Kingdom, person had a knife, only yeah. maybe one or two people would have would have died my dad always talks about this because my dad is my dad and everything is in sort of the framework of the Beatles um but but, uh John Lennon in the United States he was shot and killed George Harrison was in the United Kingdom someone stabbed him and he lived lived. 
That's actually a great, it is. simple analogy simple, for the baby boomers. Exactly. It's like, that's how you talk to baby boomers about it. It's like, yeah. the Beatles, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we can have all the Beatles back. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes it does just come down to putting it in the terms in, of... Yeah, but yeah. I mean... This is what I wish we would see. And obviously, okay, these countries, they don't have the Second Amendment. They're working around a different system. But there's such a wide gap between... The Second Amendment says well-regulated militia. I know. I'm looking around. I don't see any fucking well-regulated militias here. And it's also... I mean, we know all the reasons why it's I mean, I'm a constitutional scholar, so... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Sammy is a constitutional scholar. Um, (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is basically like... There's a huge gulf between like, okay, 10 days, we're getting rid of all guns, whatever, and doing absolutely nothing. Thoughts and we, prayers. We are living in full thoughts and prayers, and there are so many actions that could be taken short of no more guns, we're banning all guns, sell us back all your guns. Like, we, there are things that we could do, and I wish, I wish that we had the ability to do them. Just returning to the central theme of, that is shaping up for this podcast it has to do with who we elect. Yes. Like it really does. Like the, the, st- the polling on background checks is so high. The, the favorability numbers of something like that is so high. Same with banning semi-automatic or automatic weapons yeah. and semi-automatic weapons. So it really comes down to who are we putting in power? How active are we in making sure that the progressive policies or not even so progressive, just basic life-saving gun policies are are able to be passed like there's no reason other than the fact that the system is rigged (laughs) that we shouldn't be able to pass these policies that people want yeah and it goes back again once i feel like we are kind of full circling to like what we were talking about at the beginning which is like the nra has a huge amount of money and power these gun maker manufacturers have a huge amount of money and power and and if they weren't able to buy as many politicians Because our system is deeply corrupt. Yeah. All around. Like endemic to the entire system. Yeah. If that was not how it was. And if there were laws passed limiting the amount of money that groups like the NRA can can give to politicians. We might have a different world where kids and people are not regularly shot in, yeah. in normal public spaces. Yeah. And I mean, it's... It just, it infects everything. It's, again, we're talking about something with huge bipartisan support for changing things. If you talk to normal gun owners, everyday gun owners, they have, yeah. an, uh, they, they have support for this. But it's the money that gets this all right. messed up in the cogs and all of this stuff. And so, right. yeah, I guess the theme of today's episode is like vote for people who are it's just, honest. Honestly, it's just like pay attention. This matters. It affects your life. Yeah. It affects your life in deep ways. It's not something that it's someone else's problem. It's your problem. Imagine if someone in your family or you or your best friend was in a shooting. Yeah. That is politics. It's not an accident. It's not fate. It's not anything. It is politics, plain and simple, that allows someone to get a gun to shoot random people. Yeah. And I mean, we are living in a time where people are becoming sort of like radicalized in white supremacy online. There's sort of this global community of this. I mean, I know it was shocking to see what I felt like was kind of like our big shameful problem happen somewhere else. And it kind of put into perspective like how global the issue actually is. I mean, obviously I knew that Islamophobia was like a global thing, but like, I don't, I don't know. It like really 
blew up my like world. I picture. just wouldn't have guessed New Zealand. Like maybe maybe Italy. I mean, ex- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I but I I'm just saying like I guess I don't know. We always talk about like oh this happens here because of our stuff and it's like seeing this and seeing how horrible this attack was and how like vicious and disgusting and awful it was it's just like this is a global thing that we're looking at this is like this is a big picture thing um it was just it was i mean it was obviously horrible yeah it's really it's really terrible but i'm glad that new zealand is responding in the way that they are and i'm glad that they have a leader like jacinda ardern who's seems to be like a a lovely woman yes (laughs) like it would be nice to have a lovely woman absolutely should we go on to one more thing yes but let's first take a quick break this episode of the Betches Up podcast is brought to you by Care Of. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door and I know we're talking a lot about the healthcare system but yes. one thing you can do to make yourself healthy and hopefully shore up your immune system is to take vitamins and make sure you're getting all the nutrients you need. Mm-hmm. So do something good for your health in 2019 and sign up for care of. Yep. It's super, super easy and convenient. Basically what you do is you take an online quiz to ask about your diet, health goals, lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. It takes about five minutes and it's like even more fun than like what kind of avocado toast are you on? Yeah, exactly. I've taken so many quizzes. This one, you're actually going to find out real information about yourself. Yeah. Not that what avocado toast you are is not real information. I mean, it is, but Mm -hmm. 90% of people fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. So you can find out what you're lacking using the online quiz and then Mm -hmm. get back on track. So basically care of sends you a series of packets every month there. It's a subscription service, obviously. And, the little packets have all the vitamins that mm-hmm. you need to take according to the quiz. And they say your name. They say your name. It says like, hi, Elise. Hi, Samantha. Yeah. And then there's like a little quote or like a little factoid underneath it. So it makes it fun. Wow. It makes you want to, you know, it makes you want to take your vitamins <laughs> and feel like you're doing something for yourself. Yes. So take advantage of this month's special offer. For 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code SUP50. So... For 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code SUP50. I'm going to get so healthy. And we're back. Yep. It's time, time for one more thing. It's time. Uh, Donald Trump had a bit of a Twitter weekend. You know, one of his big Twitter weekends. Uh, he tweeted about so many things. He tweeted about Saturday Night Live, which isn't. Uh, not funny no talent yeah it's on break right now so he was watching a rerun yeah Miley was the rerun Uh, (laughs) which is very funny Uh, it's incredible that shows like Saturday Night Live not funny slash no talent can spend all their time knocking the same person me over and over without so much of a mention of the other side like an advertisement without consequences same with late night shows first of all like an advertisement without consequences, what are the usual consequences for an advertisement? I think he's saying like when you have a drug commercial, you have yeah, to be like to side say. effects. I love when I love just speaking of drug prices and commercials and that bullshit. Mm-hmm. I love when they're like side effects such as heart attacks and comas have happened. Yeah. It's like they have happened because your your drug yeah. causes them. Yes. But okay, that's a second. That's another problem. We're not yeah. going to go there right now. It's definitely always crazy when they're like side effects include death. And you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. A simple side effect. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, he has been going insane. George Conway, Kellyanne Conway's husband, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's still even his I know, I don't. Has been tweeting like pictures of the DSM 4 or whatever, mm-hmm. like showing like narcissistic personality disorder, sociopathic, per- antisocial personality disorder, malignant narcissism, like sh- trying to say that he's like mentally ill, which he is. So, I mean, if you read his tweets from this weekend, they are. I was like laughing. I was like, yeah. this is so funny. Like, it's, it's <laughs> I, so he ridiculous. tweeted about Judge Janine Pirro. He thinks she should be back on the air, even though she said a bunch of Islamophobic stuff about Ilhan Omar, just like casually two days before an Islamophobic terrorist attack. Um, he's like, no, we got to get her back on the air ASAP. Uh, he tweeted about Joe Biden calling him a, a low IQ individual. And he also called um, John McCain last in his class which is just funny because as we know donald trump did have michael cohen threaten all of his previous educational institutions into keeping his own grades and sat scores john mccain is no longer with us yeah he's no longer walking the earth he's obviously still in donald trump's brain alive as ever though donald trump is jealous of a dead person he is that's what's happening it reminds me of on on 30 rock there's a scene where uh Liz is talking to Jenna Maroney about how she's jealous of babies and she's like, well, you're jealous of babies because of something. And Jenna goes, and how much attention they get. (laughs) And it just reminds me. That's a satire. Anytime I think about it, I'm like, Donald Trump is jealous of the attention that dead dead person people get. Well, he's jealous that people think that John McCain's like an honorable guy because he was a prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes so deep. how like Trump's obsession with John McCain and his and claiming that he's also claiming that SNL I think is in collusion with the Democrats and of course Russia yeah (laughs) I think he's saying that I think that what he's trying to say is that SNL and late night shows Mm -hmm. are colluding with Russia yeah and you know they are so <laughs> as, as, as snl does yeah and this podcast is concluding with russia and sort of anyone who says anything bad about trump is also yeah. colluding with russia and so joe biden yes maybe running and donald is trying to preempt that by calling him stupid so he called him out for how he said how he spoke in this clip that we're going to play okay i'm the most progressive record of anybody running for the united if anybody who would run we have to bring this country back together again. I don't know what he's saying, like that he like Trump tripped on his words for a second. Yeah, he's like Joe Biden got tongue tied over the weekend. It's like you don't make, you don't make sense any sense. You like you literally say things that I'm I have to replay them back and I'm like, that wasn't I- <laughs> You, he once said the thing about oceans is that they are very, very small. No, he said very large. He said small. Small? He said small. Oh <laughs> he said the thing about oceans. Is he confused with he's o- confused. an ocean and a pond? I think I think we can definitely say he's confused. <laughs> this is so fucked up. All right. Okay. Honestly, this has been our show. Yes. Uh, until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Goodbye. Batches.